The boys ran puffing up the rocks. I'll say it wa- was c- cold, declared Bruce, making for an isolated place in the sun. The girls, huddling together, slopped out of sight into their retreat. Collie kept swimming and splashing about. Roddy conceived an idea she was doing it to annoy John. Collie Younger, you come right out of there, yelled John. You'll catch your death. Cold water's good for me. Cools me off, replied the girl. Yes, and your hair will look fine tonight for the dance. That clever Sally had the desired effect. But Collie did not bother to wait around back of the rocks like the other girls. She boldly climbed up at the point where she had plunged off. You're a sight, declared John, whipping off his coat and making toward her. What for? Sore eyes? John's vehement denial was at distinct variance with Roddy's rapt attention. The beauty and the daring of the girl were potent enough to counteract his resentment at her impertinence to John and an underlying disapproval of her lack of modesty. Yeah? Well, you don't have to look at me, rejoined Collie flippantly. Here, put this on. I don't want your coat. Collie, you look like, like hell. Jealous, big boy? You would be. I'll bet if you and I were here alone, you wouldn't register such absurd objection. I I won't have this, sputtered Brecken. You won't? Since when were you my boss? Jack, I'm fed up on you. We're not engaged, and even if we were, I'd do as I pleased. You bet you would, said John bitterly. You get a kick out of such indecent display. Who's indecent? queried Collie hotly. It's your mind, Jack Brecken. Shut up, or I'll drop what I've got on and go in again. John flung his coat upon her and wheeled in high dudgeon to climb up on the bench, where the boys teased him good-humoredly. Roddy preferred to leave his perch on the rock and saunter up the creek under the trees. It seemed good to get back to Arizona, to which he had returned only infrequently during the last few years. Canyon Creek had been one of Roddy's haunts as a boy, and the dry smell of pine, the stream rushing here and white wreaths about the mossy rocks, and eddying there in amber pools where the big trout lay like shadows, brought back memories and dreams that hurt. What days he and John had spent together in these woods! Red squirrels chattered into the still solitude of the forested canyon. He encountered deer tracks in the dust of the trail. What a joy it would be to again take a fall hunt with John! the smoky haze in the glades, the brooding melancholy of the canyon, the plaintive murmur of insects, the intervals of unbroken solemn silence assured Roddy that the hunting season was not many weeks away. He retraced his steps, sorry to leave the shade of the gray-barked sycamores, reluctant to join the crowd of young people again. The boys were all Arizonians, whom he had always known, but the girls, except Sarah, were strangers from beyond Hazleton. Roddy had noted with an unwanted stir of feeling that his bad reputation had in no wise kept them aloof. In fact, it had seemed quite the opposite. The Texas girl, who had made such an exhibition of herself, had cast too many glances in Roddy's direction for him to believe them casual. No doubt she was taking John down the line and would do the same thing to him if she had the opportunity. He felt sorry for John, who was so obviously in love with her. And to feel sorry for John to whom he had always looked up, was not a pleasant sensation. But what eyes that girl had! He had thought they were hazel until he had seen them this day, as she stood bareheaded in the sunlight, and then he decided they were topaz. Their color could not have had anything to do with their tantalizing expression.
and he admitted that the rest of her matched her eyes. Roddy felt ill at ease. He had not wanted to attend this picnic with John, who, however, had insisted until he gave in. Absence and a gradual drifting had not changed his boyhood love for his brother. That, Roddy reflected, had been the only anchor he had known. When he got back to the others, the sun had gone down behind the fringe of the western rim. Deep shadows showed under the walls. The warm breath moving up the canyon had cooled. Roddy's last glance at the creek took in the green-gold sycamore leaves floating downstream. The boys were packing baskets and coats to the cars parked some distance away. John, looking somber and with traces of his anger still on his face, stood apart, evidently waiting for Collie. It developed, however, that he was waiting for Roddy. Collie's riding back with Bruce and Sarah, he said. I'm